0: Episode 193 of the Read to Lead podcast is brought to you in part by cloud accounting software FreshBooks with a free 30-day trial that includes access to all of FreshBooks' features. Find out more at freshbooks.com slash read to lead and be sure to enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. I'm Christy Hedges, author of the book, The Inspiration Code, How the Best Leaders Energize People Every Day. You'll find lots of inspiration here. It's the Read to Lead podcast with my friend, Jeff Brown. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast with Jeff Brown. Jeff believes that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then consistent and intentional reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow this ever important reading list, but also bring you key insights and valuable feedback from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And now, here's Jeff. Hi, and welcome once again to the podcast that is dedicated to your personal and professional growth. You're a lifelong learner or desire to be, and this podcast is designed to help you exercise that mantra intentionally and consistently. In just a moment, I'm going to reveal to you the book I've read this year that I believe to be my favorite of the 50-plus books I've read. And here's the funny part. It's not a book that's been previously featured on the show. In fact, it came out several years ago. I'll be sharing the main ideas and key insights I took away from reading that book. And in fact, I've compiled those in written form in sort of a magazine style PDF that I'm making available to you absolutely free. If you'd like to pick that up. You can do that by going to to readtoleadpodcast.com slash 193 for episode 193. Again, that's readtoleadpodcast.com slash, and the number's 193. If you're in the States, you can also grab a copy right from your smartphone that you're likely listening to the show on right now. Just text the word SUMMARY to 33444, And you'll be notified how you can grab a free copy of that book summary right now. Again, if you're in the States, just text the word summary to 33444. You might be asking yourself right about now, well, Jeff, I'd love to get a magazine-style summary of this book, but why don't you tell me what the book is? What is this book that you found to be your favorite of 2017? Well, I'll have that for you in just a moment. First, I want to say a special thanks to the folks making this podcast possible. Of course, I'm talking about the folks at Cloud Accounting Software FreshBooks. They are an integral part of my business, and I believe they need to be an integral part of yours as well. You see, accounting is sort of my kryptonite, you might say. If I were Superman, my kryptonite would be accounting. I'm not very good at the whole money thing. I'm going to admit that right now. But FreshBooks makes me look like Superman because with it, I could do some pretty awesome things. Those don't necessarily include leaping tall buildings or running faster than speeding bullets and things of that nature, but pretty close. In my business, I've never used anything but FreshBooks, and I've never needed anything but FreshBooks. I encourage you to check them out during this period, especially because they've got a free 30-day trial. You can check out all the features of FreshBooks without any obligation, free for 30 days. Just go to FreshBooks.com slash read to lead and enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us exactly section. Uh, you'll tell them, I heard about you on the Read to Lead podcast, and that'll be amazing. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash read to lead to check out and try 100% free. All FreshBooks has to offer for 30 days. FreshBooks.com slash read to lead. As a listener to this podcast, you obviously understand the value of lifelong learning. You're dedicated to your personal and professional growth. I would assume that's one of the reasons why you listen. Well, I shudder to think back on much of my my twenties and how it was spent spinning my wheels as I as I put a halt to learning. I'm not kidding. You may have heard me share this with different guests on the podcasts. I remember thinking when I left college how awesome it was that I didn't have to learn anymore. That that part of my life was over, and that was in part because school basically succeeded in teaching me not to enjoy the process, so much so that I, I couldn't wait for it to be over. Now, it's a different story. I, I read at least a book a week, as you know, not because I have to, but because I want to. In fact, it was setting a goal of reading regularly back in early 2013 that eventually led me to launch the podcast. I figured I was reading a book a week anyway. Why not share the process with you and everyone else? So, So what changed? What turned me into an avid reader? Well, honestly, I just I just started. I began with one book, Seth Godin's Purple Cow, as I recall, and that led to my desire to go deeper. The next book, I believe, was Good to Great by Jim Collins. This was back in 2003. And the podcast has been a great way for me to share that journey, of course, but not every book that I read, as I mentioned a moment ago, ends up being featured on the show. Oftentimes, I feature books that are new or nearly new, but sometimes one of my favorites ends up being a book that's been out for years, but I'm just now discovering. And that is the case with the book uh, that is probably my top one or two reads of 2017. That book is called The Big Leap, Conquer Your Hidden Fear and Take Life to the Next Level. It's written by Gay Hendricks. And I have literally gifted this book to about a dozen people in the last couple of weeks. It's, it's that good. And maybe I'll have Gay on the show uh, sometime soon. In the meantime, here are some of my uh, my main takeaways uh, from the book. Gay labels the thing that holds most of us back from being all we're meant to be as the upper limit problem, our ULP. And this is a single problem, a barrier we don't know we have that's placed a, a glass ceiling over our lives. This holds true for all of us, no matter how much success we may have already experienced. And, and once we're able to identify it and learn to solve it, We're, quote, free to go beyond ordinary success to a new and extraordinary level of abundance, love, and creativity. Put another way, Gay believes that all of us sabotage ourselves more often than not. We subconsciously believe we're not worthy of some recent awesome thing we've experienced or a success that we've enjoyed. Whether it's in business, say a promotion, or in our personal lives like a relationship breakthrough, most of us will inadvertently put on the brakes because we've convinced ourselves we don't deserve it. To use Gay's analogy, each of us has an inner thermostat setting that determines how much love, success, and creativity we allow ourselves to enjoy. Specifically, Gay says the upper limit problem can't be solved in the usual way we solve problems by, by gathering information or replacing one set of information with another. No, the upper limit problem must be dissolved, not solved. You dissolve it by shining a laser like beam of awareness on its underpinnings. The false foundations that hold the upper limit problem in place. Now, Gay says when you shine the light of awareness on the underpinnings, they disappear. Then you're free to soar, explore, and rest at home in the no-limits zone of your ultimate success. And our activities in the world, by the way, occur in four main zones. There's the zone of incompetence, the zone of competence, the zone of excellence, and the zone of genius. The zone of incompetence is simply made up of all those activities that we're not good at. Surprisingly, he says, many successful people persist in wasting time and energy doing things for which they have no talent. (laughs) Can, can, Can you relate to that? The best way to handle things in your zone of incompetence is to avoid doing them altogether. Delegate them to somebody else or find some other creative way to avoid doing them. Then there's the zone of competence. You're, you're competent at the activities in this zone, but others could do them just as well. And he says that successful people often discover they expend far too much time and energy in this zone. Next is the zone of excellence. And these are activities that you do extremely well. You make a good living in your zone of excellence. For successful people, though, the thing is, this zone is a seductive and dangerous trap. It sounds great, right? It's your zone of excellence. But to remain in this zone is to hobble yourself from taking the leap into your zone of genius, hence the book's title, The Big Leap. Now, the temptation, Gay says, is strong to remain in your zone of excellence. It's where your own addiction to comfort wants to stay. How powerful is that? It's probably where your family, friends, and organization want you to stay. You're reliable there. And you provide a steady supply of all the things that your family, friends, and organization thrives on. But the problem is that a deep, sacred part of you will wither and die if you stay inside your zone of excellence. Now, Gay says that liberating and expressing your natural genius is your ultimate path to success and life satisfaction. Your zone of genius is a set of activities you are uniquely suited to do. They draw upon your special gifts and strengths. Your zone of genius beckons you, he says, with increasingly strong calls as you go through life. In fact, by age 40, many of us have tuned out the call to genius and are getting loud, repeated alarms hidden in the forms of depression, illness, injuries, and relationship conflict. The book goes on to help you understand how to spot the upper limit problem in your daily life. And in short, here are some of the most common upper limit behaviors. Worrying, blame and criticism, getting sick or hurt, squabbling, hiding significant feelings, not keeping agreements, and not speaking significant truths to relevant people. For example, if you're mad at John, he's the relevant person to talk to. It doesn't help to tell Fred that you're mad at John. Finally, there's deflecting. Brushing off compliments is a good example of deflecting. Now, Gay advises that when you notice yourself doing one of the things on that upper limit list, like worrying or failing to communicate some truth, shift your attention to the real issue, which is expanding your capacity for abundance, love and success. How do you do that? Well, that's exactly what the next chapter digs into called building a new home in your zone of genius. How to make every moment an expression of your genius. You start by making a zone of genius commitment by signing a statement that simply says, I commit to living in my zone of genius now and forever. And then you ask yourself the four genius questions. Genius question number one is, what do I most love to do? I love it so much I can do it for long stretches of time without getting tired or bored. Our genius is connected to what we most love to do. Wonder about this until you have a clearly forming sense of it in your body. Genius question number two, what work do I do that doesn't seem like work? I can do it all day long without ever getting bored or tired. In other words, when you're doing this certain thing and not burdened with the pressures and irritations of say running a business, you're at your very happiest. When you're doing it, you think this is why I do the work I do. The third question to ask yourself, in my work, what produces the highest ratio of abundance and satisfaction to amount of time spent? Let me say that again. In my work, what produces the highest ratio of abundance and satisfaction to amount of time spent? Even if you do only 10 seconds or a few minutes of it, an idea or a deeper connection may spring forth that leads to huge value. In your work, what produces the highest ratio of abundance and satisfaction to amount of time spent? Genius question number four is, what is my unique ability? There's a special skill you're gifted with. And this unique ability, fully realized and put to work, can provide enormous benefits to you and any organization you serve. And Gay recommends thinking of your unique ability as a skill within a skill within a skill. In other words, your unique ability is usually camouflaged inside a larger skill you possess. You may not even realize that your unique ability is what's driving your success in applying the larger skill. Gay, for example, didn't learn about his unique ability till well into his 30s. He'd been using it all along, but had taken it so much for granted that he didn't know it was a definable skill that could be described and refined. The best way he can describe it today is that he can be with people in a certain way that enables them to come up with creative solutions they hadn't thought of before. Toward the end of that chapter, there are more details on articulating your unique ability and even some exercises you can go through to help you do just that. Chapter five is designed to help you live in your zone of genius, starting with the ultimate success mantra, what Gay calls a central guiding intention. and The mantra is this, I expand in abundance, success, and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same. I expand in abundance, success, and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same. Now here's how to use this mantra. Whisper the mantra softly to yourself. Take about five to 10 seconds to do that, right? Then pause and rest with an open mind for 10 to 15 seconds. About the time it takes for two slow, easy breaths. Whisper the mantra softly to yourself again. Pause and rest once more with an open mind for another 10 to 15 seconds. Now continue like this, Gay says, for 5 to 10 minutes. And when you feel you're at a good stopping place, pause and rest for a minute or two before returning to your normal activities. Now I challenge you to try that every morning from today forward as one of the first things you do every single day. Memorize that mantra, and I would also encourage you, as Gay does, to write it on a number of three-by-five cards and put those in prominent places where you're going to see them you know, throughout the day. Maybe one on your bathroom mirror as you're getting ready in the morning. One on your, your car's dash or, or steering wheel. Maybe one at your desk at work. That mantra is designed to help you return to the present moment throughout the day when you when you find yourself maybe up against an upper limit problem, for example. Gay goes on to describe what he calls the enlightened no. And there's a chapter on living in Einstein time where he talks about many of us being sort of a slave to time when really, truthfully, we are masters of time. We just have to reframe how we think about time. Very, very fascinating stuff. For example, if you're someone who often says things like there simply aren't enough hours in the day, Uh, if only I'd gotten another hour of sleep, I'd love to talk, but I got to run. I don't have time to do that right now. Those are all examples of being a slave to time. Here's a a perfect story from the book that I thought illustrated this quite nicely. Before I share that quick story, let me just say this about living on Einstein time. Gay says, first, time is not something you have or you don't have. You're the source of it, and you make as much of it as you want. Second, when you say, I don't have time to do that right now, you're, you're telling a polite lie to avoid saying, I don't want to do that right now. By placing the blame on time, you avoid confronting the blunt truth of the matter. So here's the story. Imagine that you have an eight-year-old child who comes in while you're working on something and says, will you play catch with me? And you reply, I don't have time to do that right now. Imagine though that that same child comes in and says, I just stepped on a nail and my foot is bleeding. Can you help me? You probably wouldn't say, I don't have time to do that right now. In actuality, Gay says, you have exactly the same amount of time as when you use the excuse of lack of time to avoid playing catch. The truth of the matter is that you didn't want to play catch and you do want to stop the bleeding. By using time as the culprit, you place yourself in the victim position once again. You did it to be polite. By the way, he's not advocating that you be blunt with anyone, especially eight-year-old children. He's advocating that you stop using time or lack of time as an excuse. It's just as polite, he says, to say to your child, I want to finish what I'm working on before we play catch, rather than claiming to be the victim of time. Make sense? In the conclusion, Gay says that the upper limit problem is our universal human tendency to sabotage ourselves when we've exceeded the artificial upper limit we've placed on ourselves. These unconscious decisions become barriers, barriers that we have to overcome in order to express and enjoy our full measure of success. There are four barriers. The first barrier is the false belief that we're fundamentally flawed in some way. Now, if we carry this feeling within us, we sabotage our success, Gay says, because we think we're essentially bad. If something good happens, we must mess it up to offset the good because good things can happen to bad people. The second barrier is the false belief that by succeeding, we're being disloyal to and leaving behind people in our past. If we harbor this feeling within us, we sabotage our success because we think it's disloyal to our roots to soar too far into the stratosphere. How many professional athletes have you seen sabotage their success or go bankrupt from having spent all their money? That happens a lot to lottery winners as well. The third barrier is the false belief that we're a burden in the world. If we carry this feeling inside us, we sabotage our success so that we won't become a bigger burden. And the fourth barrier is the false belief that we must dim the bright lights of our brilliance so that we won't outshine someone in our past. And if we hold this feeling inside us, we tend to hold ourselves back from expressing the full potential of our innate genius. Finally, Gay says we transcend our upper limit problem each time we make more room inside us to feel more love, abundance, and success. Remember that mantra from a moment ago. It's done moment by moment, and the moment goes like this. We catch ourselves worrying or starting an argument. Suddenly, we realize we're upper limiting. We let go of the train of worry thoughts or the huffy point of view, taking a deep breath or two for relaxation. Perhaps we wiggle our toes or stretch our shoulders in a gesture of opening up space to feel more love, success, and abundance. And A moment later, we break free of the upper limit and feel a flow of good feeling again. In wink of an eye moments such as these, we expand our capacity to enjoy more love, abundance, and success. I found this book to be enlightening and eye-opening in so many ways. And that mantra, as I said a moment ago, is a fantastic way to start your morning. And having it on those three-by-five cards to sort of center yourself throughout the day when you get off kilter is a great way to tackle that upper limit problem. (laughs) The book, again, is called The Big Leap, Conquer Your Hidden Fear and Take Life to the Next Level by New York Times bestselling author Gay Hendricks. came out in 2009. It's available on Amazon for about uh, 10 bucks or so. Last time I checked, there's a link to it in the show notes, as well as a way to grab that written PDF book summary, magazine style summary, absolutely free. You just go to readtoleadpodcast.com slash one ninety three. That's readtoleadpodcast.com dot slash one ninety three. And remember, if you're in the states, you can also pick that up by simply texting the word "summary" to three three four four four. That's summary. To three three four four four. Please do remember our sponsor making this episode possible: cloud accounting software FreshBooks, offering a free thirty-day trial, including all of FreshBooks' features with no obligation. Simply go to freshbooks.com/slash/read-to-lead and enter "read to lead" in the "How did you hear about us?" section. That's going to do it for this week. I hope you found this episode helpful, and I look forward to seeing you next time for the next episode of the Read to Lead podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Read to Lead podcast. As a subscriber, we challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. Become a vital member of the community. Visit us on the web at readtoleadpodcast.com. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead.